Praise God. Praise God for a wonderful 36 year of anniversary service for the glory of God. Do you recall our main idea last Sunday? Why God called us to make disciples. Discipleship begins in the family. It begins at home. I'm reminded of the story of an old man. He requested all of his children to gather around him because he knew his life was nearing the end. He told his family members, when I was younger, I really thought of changing the world. Then I discovered that was difficult. So I thought to myself, what if I tried changing my country first? Then he discovered that was difficult also. Then he thought of what if I tried, what if I tried to change my city? Then he discovered that was difficult also. Then he thought of what if I try to change my community? Then he realized that was hard also. Then he was thinking, what if I will try to change my family first? Then I realized the best is I should begin changing myself first. By changing myself, perhaps I can change my family. By changing my family, perhaps I can influence my community. And by transforming my community, perhaps I can influence the city. And by influencing the city, perhaps I can change the country. I realize family is so important. Why? As somebody once said, as the family goes, so goes the nation. Therefore, I want to share with you from research made by secular historical researcher to the Bible, you will see the importance of family. Many years ago, John Unwin, he was a British anthropologist. He studied 87 civilizations which spanned over 4,000 years, and this was a shocking discovery. When the family deteriorates, when the family goes down, so does civilization. And he said, no exception. Another famous author, Edward Gibbon, he wrote the book, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. This was his conclusions. There were five major reasons why Rome fell. Guess what is the number one reason? The family. The breakdown of the family is the number one reason why Rome began to fall. The other reasons are the craving for pleasure. But let me just focus on the family. In the early history of Rome, there was a famous philosopher by the name of Seneca. He warned the Romans 
according to him, he said, the family breakdown is going to destroy our nation. They did not listen to him. He wrote that the Romans divorce in order to remarry. They marry in order to divorce. And his prediction was so true. My friends, current history will tell us the same thing is happening. Just look at the following statistics. Teenagers coming from dysfunctional family, especially family without a father. These are the shocking statistics. 85% of people who are in prison, teenagers, come from dysfunctional family. 60%, over 60% of youth suicide is from dysfunctional family. 75% of drug addicts are from dysfunctional family. 71% of those who don't finish school are from dysfunctional family. In fact, Washington Post, in an article written, says the following, the most important predictor of criminal behavior is the father's absence. Today, it's a burden in my heart. It's a passion in my heart to share with all of us the importance of the family. Why is family so important? It affects all of us. Now, you may be thinking, I'm single. Let me ask you a question. Are you part of a family? Think about it. The truth is, all of us are part of a family. Either you have parents, uncles, aunts, you have brothers, sisters, you have cousins, you have nephews, you have nieces, you have grandparents. Whatever it is, we are all part of the family. And it will impact us. And you can impact your family. Let me tell you why. The family has certain unique characteristics. You have relationships. And because of that, there is influence. I want us to discuss and learn the most important topic. Discover God's design for the family. Why is this so important? You need to discover God's design so you can maximize the joy of your family. When you discover God's design, you will avoid unnecessary pain and headache. Discover God's design so you can experience God's blessing and be a blessing to others. You may not realize this. God invented the family. I praise God for families. I want to show you a picture of our family. Praise God. I have five wonderful children, five wonderful in-laws, and 20 grandchildren, and still counting. In a few months' time, the 21st, by the grace of God, will come. Discover God's design for the family is so crucial. And I want to share with you the major idea of 
today's message. Discover God's design. I want to show you God's goodness. God's design is to pass on godly legacy. And God's design is to fulfill God's assignments. You will find this three important principles in God's design. God's design for the family is to show us His goodness. I was pleasantly surprised when I began to study the book of Genesis, chapter 1 and chapter 2. How God, the Creator, came up with the greatest invention. Let me show you the significance of this. Great artists, successful people, usually have one or two masterpieces. For example, Michelangelo. If you think of Michelangelo, what was his greatest accomplishment? You will probably say the painting at the Sistine Chapel. If you think of George Lucas, what was one of his greatest accomplishments? You will say probably the Star Wars saga. Or Stephen Spielberg. You will probably say the Joes. Or Jurassic Park. Whatever it is, what hit me was God's greatest creation. Think about it. What do you think? I realize it is not just the universe. No. Not the moon. Not the stars. Not the beauty of our planet Earth. The mountains, the trees, the thousands of beautiful birds of all colors. But God's greatest invention. Can you guess what it is? The family. Why do I say the family? The family has two essential components. First, man and woman. Husband and wife. And the Bible tells us, God created man and woman in his image. Let me share with you from the Bible. In Genesis chapter 1, 26-27, the Bible tells us, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them rule over the fish, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. He created them, male and female, he created them. You notice something. What makes us so unique? We were created in the image of God. Meaning, Unlike animals, we are the only living creatures that is not just a physical being. We are also a spiritual being. We can relate to God. Created in His image. Meaning, we have intellect. We can think. We have emotions. 
we can feel. We know what is love. We know what it means to experience joy. But more than that, we have a will. We can choose. We can decide. And more than that, God tells us, He gave us a soul, a spirit, to be able to connect with Him. It is in the context of God's family where you and I learn to understand love, what true love is, the love of a husband, the love of a wife. You see, the family reveals to us what God is like. The love of a father. I never understood more fully the love of God until I became a husband, until I became a father. I realized true love is about commitment. True love is sacrificial. True love is unconditional. Where are we going to learn this? In God's masterpiece. God created family so that you and I can experience His goodness. In Genesis chapter 1, we read, When God created the man and the woman, you will notice the implications. Family, not just marriage, the family is implied. God blessed them, husband and wife, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. This is where parenting comes in. So right in the beginning, the family was already designed by God. And the most amazing thing is every family has a special calling. Fill the earth, subdue it, and rule over. In other words, we are given an amazing task to represent the Creator, to represent the King of Kings in order to be his regent, to manage his creation. Read why God created the family. It is for our good. Remember, God's design is always for our good, to bless us. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. Notice the man had an assignment to work, to cultivate it, to manage. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. It was God who said, It is not good for a man to be alone. You see, God invented marriage. Why do I say that? For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. God invented the family. How else will you and I know what true love is? I realize the family is a reflection of who God is and how He wants to relate to us. God provided us with illustrations. 
For example, God is our Father. What does a father do? He provides physical needs, emotional needs, social needs. God's goodness is therefore revealed in the family. Because the family is not just for physical provision. It is not just for our physical protection. But it is a picture of how God wants us to know Him. His love for us. His care for us. And how He wants what's best for us. It's God's amazing revelation of relationships, especially between God and us. God's design for the family, as you can see, is wonderful. It is meant to bless us. It is meant for our good, for our protection, for our provision, and above all, for our enjoyment to know Him. However, you will notice also, Satan wants to attack the family. You see this throughout history because Satan does not want us to experience God's goodness and God's blessing. The next important thing I want you to learn about God's design is it is to pass on God's legacy. What does it mean to pass on God's legacy? In Psalm 78, let me read for you. Listen, all my people, to my instructions. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not conceal them from their children, but tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wondrous works, which He has done. In other words, God's design for the family is not just for one generation. Because God's goodness has to be passed on. So the importance of legacy is something we need to understand about God's design for the family. He commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children. Notice, legacy that the generation to come might know even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children. Uh, you will notice Psalm 78 talks about not just parenting, but grandparenting, even great-grandparenting, children's children. This is God's desire, a godly legacy. Do you notice? God's design for the family is not just to reveal to us His goodness, but to pass on legacy, spiritual legacy. The greatest blessing that you can pass on is knowing God. And that is what Psalm 78 is all about. What will you pass on? What will you tell the next generation? The Bible tells us that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments, 
and not like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not prepare its heart and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Do you notice the emphasis? To put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God. What I'm learning is this. God's design for the family is for parents to tell their children to know God so that they can put their confidence in God. If you don't know God, how can you trust Him? How can you put your confidence in God? And how will you come to know God? The Bible tells us, tell them stories. Tell them what God has done. Not just what God did in the time of Moses, in the time of Joshua. What about current events? Has God done anything in your life? Do you have any stories to tell your children? And that's why I tell parents, it is so crucial that God is real in your life, in my life, so that we can tell stories to our children. And our children will become attracted to who God is. And then they learn to trust Him. What's our problem? The Bible is very clear. Our problem, according to Psalm 78, is this. A stubborn and rebellious generation. In other words, I see myself. I'm stubborn. I'm rebellious. As a rule, I don't like to follow God. That is our sinful human nature. That is why this series is so important. Why? Discipleship begins with the family. Let me repeat. God's plan is for us to disciple our own children. Now, you may say, I I'm not a father. I'm not a mother. You are going to learn something. Even if you are single, you have a role in discipling other members of your family. Do you realize it is in the family where character is developed? What do I mean? Where will children learn respect, hard work, serving others, being responsible, not being entitled? Family. The family is also the center of emotional development. How do we learn to relate to one another? How to forgive? How to be kind? In the family. What about spiritual formation? How will people learn about God? And I submit to you, this is the problem of many sincere parents today and family members. We fail to realize God's design for family is to be the center of discipleship. To teach one another. Brothers and sisters, singles, you may not realize this, but you have one of the greatest influence when it comes to family members. Do not think, just because you are young, you don't have any influence towards your parents. Why is the family so important? The truth is, it affects us. Positively or negatively. I know some of you have been hurt. Perhaps you grew up with a father who is not very loving. 
and somehow it has affected you up to now. I know of some friends of mine. When they think of father, they react. And up to now, they react to authority. They don't like to listen or submit. The truth is family affects us. But here is the blessing. Whether you like it or not, you are always part of a family. That means you may not change your past. You may not be able to change your ancestors. But you can certainly do something. You can do something positively to influence the future, your life, your current family, or even your descendants. Notice, God's design for the family is not just to show us His goodness. It is not just to pass on God's legacy, but to fulfill God's assignments. What does it mean? People don't realize every family has a special calling. If you don't understand God's design for family, God's design for marriage, you will be thinking, well, marriage is simply because I love somebody. Not good enough. Because you must always consider God's purpose. God has an amazing purpose and plan for your marriage and for your family. And it is never just about ourselves. My wife and I have been married, praise God, for over 47 years. And as we look back, we have discovered what kept our relationship going and healthy. We discovered it is never ourselves because we were God-centered. We were focused on doing God's purpose and plan for our lives. And we realized the more you love God, the more you serve Him, the more you love each other. And I've seen many other couples. If they just focus on each other, I can almost predict that marriage will eventually have problems. Because God's design for marriage is not about us only. To show us His goodness, to, for us to pass on a godly legacy, and above all, to fulfill God's assignments. What do I mean? The best example is Abraham. God chose Abraham, believe it or not, as a family. And God told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. God promised to use Abraham to be a blessing. God promised Abraham, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. God's purpose for Abraham is not just to bless him, but to use him to bless the entire world. How did that happen? Look at Genesis 18, verse 19. I have chosen him, specific, so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. God gave Abraham an assignment. What is that assignment? To handle his family properly. To command his children and his household. 
to keep the way of the Lord. Do you now begin to understand Abraham was chosen by God for a specific mission? He has an assignment to do. That is why Abraham was very particular whom Isaac will marry. Abraham was so particular. And Isaac was particular about whom Jacob will marry. Why? Because that was God's assignment. Take care of your family. Make sure they marry the right person. The truth is this. Most of parents today have not been trained properly. In all fairness, many parents are ignorant of their roles. They are ignorant of God's design for their family. So they delegate this. But by delegating parenting, for example, you may delegate the education of your children to your school or to Sunday school. But can I tell you something? You may delegate, but you cannot abdicate. Ultimately, God makes you responsible. You cannot delegate being a father. You cannot delegate being a mother. You cannot delegate being a husband. You cannot delegate being a wife. So just understand, God has given us responsibilities and certain things you can delegate, certain things you cannot delegate. In God's eyes, I'm a steward. I don't own my children. My children are given to me. Family members are our stewardship. The stewardship of influence, the stewardship of relationships. And I realize my wife and I must assume responsibility in educating, in teaching our children so that they in turn can assume the responsibility in developing the character of their children. This is so crucial. Many times we are too busy. We focus on secondary issues. Many, many parents, they mean well. They focus on material provisions. They focus on career. They focus on money. They fail to realize God's design is to pass on a spiritual legacy. Let me give you an example of the importance of assuming responsibility, fulfilling God's assignments. One of the examples is in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 3. The sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas were priests to the Lord there. Here you are introduced to a priest. And his family were priests. Eli and his two children, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests to the Lord. But then, a few verses later, this is what shocked me. The sons of Eli were worthless men. Huh, how come? They did not know the Lord. How can the priests and the sons who were priests describe us worthless men Describe us, they did not know the Lord. May I suggest the reasons? Here is a hint. 
First Samuel chapter 2, verse 22. Eli was very old. He heard all that his sons were doing to all Israel and how they lay with the women who served at the doorway of the tent meeting. The Bible tells us Eli, when he was very old, then and only then did he learn about what his sons were doing. So what was Eli doing? Perhaps he was so busy. He was so busy doing the ministry, he neglected his own children. He was so busy preparing the career of his children that he neglected the character, the foundation of knowing God. Very sad. And the Bible tells us, God made Eli responsible. He makes the father responsible. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 12. In that day, I will carry out against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. I have told him I am about to judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knew. In other words, God made Eli responsible and he's going to judge Eli and his children because his sons brought a curse on themselves and he did not rebuke them. If you continue reading the Bible, you will discover the consequences of failure to do God's assignment has immediate consequences and long-term consequences. What can we learn? You may not be able to change your ancestors, but you can certainly influence your descendants. You can impact them and you can influence the future. It is never too late to discover and learn God's design. Remember, God is redemptive. Learn from mistakes, but learn humbly from God, and you will see what God can do in and through your life. Be a blessing to your family. Begin today. Discover God's design for you and your family so that you will experience His blessing and be a blessing to others. I want you to learn to appreciate God's creation, the family. Learn to appreciate your family. Be thankful for your family. It's God's gift. There is no perfect family. No perfect parents, no perfect children, but God has given them to us for His purpose. And whether you like it or not, the greatest influence among family members are family members. You can be single, you can be married. I want you to hear a testimony of how somebody who is single is able to influence the family. Growing up, I did not feel satisfied with my life. This led me to struggle with insecurity. I compared myself with people who were rich, who had romantic relationships, and who gained much attention from others. I thought that if I had all these things, I would be satisfied. I tried to fill this need by entering into a relationship which led me 
to sexual compromises when I was in high school. The guy became the center of my life. Because of this, I started to entertain lustful thoughts and enjoyed watching movies with explicit content. I fell deeper and deeper into this sin that I even indulged in doing the very things I watched. Then one day, a friend invited me to go to a college retreat organized by Elevate in 2012. In that retreat, the session that struck me the most was about the cross, how God gave His only Son, Jesus, to die for our sins so that we may have eternal life with Him. Then and there, I made the decision to accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. The Lord opened my eyes and made me realize that no one could ever fill the deepest longing in my heart but Him alone. I started to pursue and grow in this newfound personal relationship with Him by spending time in His Word and attending Bible studies. After that retreat, God gave me the burden to share Jesus to my blockmates in PUP. I made the most of every opportunity that God gave me to help my blockmates grow in their relationship with Him. However, God convicted me and made me realize that I was so busy ministering to my friends, yet neglects to reach out to my family. I was the only Christian in the family back then, and it was extremely hard to share Christ because there's no relationship within the family. To make things worse, my dad was also a womanizer and a drunkard. That's why God gave me a deep burden to share Jesus with them, even though I don't feel like doing it for fear of rejection. They were also not in favor of me attending Elevate or CCF because they thought of it as a different religion. This increases my fear in ministering to them. But the Holy Spirit kept on nudging me to continuously pray for them and act upon what I'm praying for regardless of how they will respond. After months of praying, to my surprise, all of a sudden, they decided to join with me in CCF. They got to hear the gospel at the Welcome Center and accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. By God's grace, all of my family members are now part of a D-group. Every week, we also gather together to have our devotion as a family, wherein we study God's word, encourage one another, and share what God has been doing in each of our lives. Two years ago, I randomly asked my parents what made them decide to suddenly join with me in CCF after so long. They told me that it's because of the transformed life they had seen in me. It dawned on me that our lives often have a lot more to say than our mouths do. After all, they do say that action speaks louder than words. When it comes to sharing the gospel, this couldn't be a truer statement. Yes, there are times and places to share with words, but more often than not, our actions say far more than our words ever could. After I graduated from college, God called me to invest in the lives of the youth by serving him in a full-time capacity as a campus missionary in Elevate. My name is Mons, a campus missionary of Elevate Feliz, who was once a slave of sin, but now a slave to God. All praises and glory to our Lord of Lords and King of Kings. This testimony is so inspiring. Even if you're single, you can influence your family members like Mons. Look at what she did. That is why next week, i like all of you to join our series on how to influence your loved ones and your family members. 
This is not just for parents. These are universal principles on how you can impact family members, friends, D-group members from the heart. What we want to share with you is from this book. Eight secrets, eight principles, biblical principles on how to influence loved ones, family members, friends for lasting impact. This is something very close to my heart because these are universal principles from the Bible. Secondly, it has been tried and proven by the grace of God. What I'm sharing with you are not theories. They are proven principles. So I want to encourage all of us, if you want to learn how to influence loved ones for lasting impact, make sure you attend. If this message has inspired you, or you like to know more about God's design for the family, click on the space provided for below. We will be happy to help you. We will be happy to chat with you. But may I encourage you, in case you're one of those guests who have just tuned in and you realize, you know what? This is something so new to me. How can I begin to have a relationship with God so that I will know His design? Well, it's never too late. I'd like you to pray with me. A simple prayer of asking Jesus to come into your life, to be your Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I realize I have not understood your design. I have not aligned my life with your design. I don't have a personal relationship with you. Today, I like to know your plan and your design for my life. I invite you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life. Be my master. And help me to understand your design for the family. Your design for my life. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. If you are guests or first-timers, kindly come and join our Welcome Center. We have an online Welcome Center. Amazing. Or if this has been a blessing for you, share the video with your friends. Remember, we are launching a new series, a new campaign. It's called Motivate. Eight biblical principles that will transform not only your life, but your loved ones. In a short while, we will have fast track. Hopefully, it can make you understand the message clearer. And after the fast track, we will have discussion questions which you can discuss with your family. Stay tuned.